podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to the greatest Star Trek podcast in the world. That's right. Star Trek, the next conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. And I'm just making a fool of myself doing what I'm doing here. It's the same among, as us. You're among fools. Kieran Yaris of the Bajor Bajor. It's a great name. With the Bajor Bajor. Uh, K- yes. Kira Narices. This is the third episode of the mini arc, the Bajor, according to, according to Memory Alpha, this is the third episode of the Bajoran coup d'etat arc. Congratulations. We got to the end. <laughs> Written by Michael Piller. Uh, It's funny that this one doesn't feel necessarily any more closure than the other ones. Correct. (laughs) Correct. I don't know why it's part one, two, and three. It's also wild to me that, like, I read uh, Frank Langella's uh, page on on Memory Alpha, and I'm pretty sure this is it for his character. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, like, you don't even... It's just... He just he just leaves in an elevator. That's the end. Was that their plan, or did they know. like? Come on, he's gonna come back. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe they sat there and were like, "Oh wow, this was an underwhelming finale to our three parts." I mean, certainly, but I to me, I don't know. We're gonna get into it, but I think that character is fantastic, and it's amazingly played by Blangella. Um, let's do the thing that we do, where we tell people to watch or not watch. I guess, even though this is a third part three, three yeah, of the right. coup d'etat. Yeah. Andy, would you have them watch this episode? I really enjoyed it. And I found Langella's great. I had to sneak that one in. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Come for Langella. Stay for Steven Weber. So true. <laughs> So great. Did we ever have... I've definitely dealt with Steven Weber in various capacities uh, on things that I've worked on. Has he ever been on Goldberg's? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't remember either, but I've also dealt with him. Was and, it and I, Nerdist I mean that or in a other... Nice way. Yeah. I don't remember. You've also had come to blows with Steven Weber? Yeah. Weber and I have gotten into it. What a fucking delight that guy is. What a What a funny thing to do for him. At that time. So funny. he was on wings. And he killed it. <laughs> he just decides to slide over and be a Bajoran for a week. So great. What an interesting... He must have... It must have been a, hey, I like Star Trek. Can I be on this? Yeah. It must have, right? Yeah. There's like no... Is there... I don't know. I have that? no idea. It's... I think it's... Is it all on the Paramount lot? Probably, right? Uh, Wings yeah, was I NBC. guess so because Frasier was produced at Paramount. Yeah, and it was the same producers who did Wings. 
So oh, I'm guessing they all were other right there. So they probably just popped in, but uh, love it. No, there's no, there's nothing about Steven Weber in like the memory alpha. What? Like there's nothing about him in this, in the episode, like memory alpha, get your shit together. Trivia. Oh, you know, extra information, but they have his, you know, yeah, of course. Credit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. I thought it was Let's, like they overlooked him like he wasn't a person of note. Like they have me. That character's dead. We don't write about dead characters. <laughs> Where's Andy Secunda's relevance in Memory Alpha? Somebody write a memory uh, beta book about me. That's what I want. I'm trying to figure out how that would work functionally. Know, just write me in. To what? <laughs> what do you mean? In some As yourself? That's a good question. I don't really <laughs> want to be myself. Well, it's the thing. It's like, right. so then how do we portray that it's you? I guess you would have to make me a time traveler if you're making it me. It doesn't really work. Or you could do what Jerry Duggan did to Scott Adsit and right. just put his likeness into a Daredevil, not Daredevil, it was a Deadpool comic, and now he's owned by Disney. I don't know if I've told you, Scott Adsit showed me because he's like, I don't, I, he got, he was, a, he's a huge comic book geek. Got mm-hmm. deep inside with all these people. They all love him. Probably off of 30 Rock, I'm guessing. Would that be his big claim to fame? Um, um, oh, do I love him? Yeah, I guess if you're a regular person. And uh, and so he just befriended all these people because um, he's a charming person. And he had a, I don't remember the name of it, but there's a name of a book that like, the artists that know each other will pass around with a certain theme and then they'll all do their spin on that and like do these amazing drawings off of some weird you know off franchise thing Mm -hmm. and uh and so it was all and i think he chose it and i don't know if it was league of extraordinary gentlemen but like a lot of them would draw him into the pictures and it was just like it was a dream for a geek and it was such beautiful drawings um, he showed it to me. Well, it should be the pictures. He didn't carry it around with him. He should carry it around. With I, him. I would. <laughs> um, let's do what we normally do at this point in the show, which is go to the Admirals Club. All right. Welcome to the Admirals Club. <laughs> we're wearing fun boots with heels. <laughs> uh, we're in the Admirals Club. Uh, you want to get in here pretty easy. Leave a five-star review of this very podcast wherever you get your reviews or podcasts. I don't know. Anyway, Andy, go ahead. <laughs> this is from Kabwambe. Uh, who says uh, titles this uh, five stars fabulous Trek podcast this is simply the best Trek podcast that's available also thank you also the only one I've ever listened to Matt and Andy have great chemistry and I love when they disagree about episodes or things within the episodes also Andy's president voice cracks me up every single time Uh, I wonder if Kabwambe is earlier in the run Uh, I'm currently uh, here we go I hope they're referencing like a random JFK impression you did, like in a rando episode. <laughs> ich bin ein Ferengi. Oh, gets me every time. 
Uh, I'm currently in the middle of season three. Yeah, there you go. Back in uh, July of 2018, sure feels like nothing can stop the forward momentum of life and this podcast. I have no idea if I'll ever hear this being read, if it if it ever is, if it is wow. ever read. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Kabwambe, welcome to the present. Actually, you're probably not in the present. You're still in the past. No. We'll see you in a couple of years. Um, Mr. Mai says... Five Andes. I am deeply embarrassed of how much I live to uh, how much I listen to this Star Trek podcast, and yet somehow I also want merch. <laughs> that's that's my that's I don't know, it's both our fault, but really I'm the one who would get it done, and I it's a you know it's just one of the many things that I have failed at at this podcast. So my apologies, but Mr. Mine. At least he didn't stupidly announce it to everybody. In that, no, I don't. I don't fools. point to the wall <laughs> like a baseball player and then walk away from the plate <laughs> before I'm even at bat. Um, this uh, one's from Bradley O'Connor, and it's uh, the show where everything goes wrong. If it were a Star Trek podcast, that's very true. It's a theater fan. What a franchise, huh? Yeah. Not a, not not really a fan. I got to be honest. I haven't. I've never seen it. I've only walked by the theater a thousand times. All intentional theater comedy generally drives me it's crazy. Terrible. It's it's terrible. I've never, except for, I mean, honestly, other than Book of Mormon. But well, but yes, fair enough. But that's like other than that's no, like, like non-theater people making. But a what I'm saying show. is like other than Book of Mormon, right? I've never sat through a Broadway play. With a joke that killed. Well, well, it kills the audience, but that has actually been funny. See, my my only counter thought to my own thought or our thought is, I think the dramatic shows are the ones that are that are that are uh, positioned as dramatic or more straight shows mm-hmm. are hilarious and do have amazing jokes. In the same way, like Breaking Bad does very dark humor and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. legitimate. It's the ones that are. This is gonna be a laugh riot. That's those are the ones that make me want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> um, and his lifelong vendetta against the Music Man is showing itself. Music Man is a musical. That is different. <laughs> <laughs> I love a musical. It's I don't love anything funny. where it's like I don't have anything except how kooky I am. That's the ones that I hate. We're so wry and silly. Um. Oh, I've the, I, Look I've at my wordplay. Maybe that's why I'll I say it, it again. I yeah. went to uh, we're we're like around Broadway okay. randomly, and then it was snowing, and I was like, oh, "Let's try to go to something." And like we walked by. Uh, it's only a play. Was the was the was the play, uh-huh. and you know, cast wise, I was like, "I'm gonna go. Let this will be great." F. Murray Abraham, Martin Short, Stockard Channing. Mm-hmm. Um, Stocker Channing's yeah. a she's a comedy professional, and I forget there were a couple other people, but Martin Short is also <laughs> yeah, so. of course. <laughs> so we went, yeah, and it was the least funny thing I've ever seen in my life, Ugh. and because it was all inside baseball Broadway jokes, <laughs> uh-huh. <That laughs> just like that could be another funny. layer of like, wait a second, what are we doing here? The only. The joke that got the biggest laugh was a joke that referenced New Jersey. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, oh, this Matthew, is... Matthew Broderick was the other one. This is my problem with... What was it called? It's Only a Play. That was the name of it. 
Huh. I see. It sounds immediately like I would want to see that. Um, the um, had another point. It's gone. So I'll just don't need it. it anymore. Don't need it. If my brain thought it was important, it would have remembered it. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Anyway, to continue this person's uh, Admirals Club admins uh, from uh, Bradley O'Connor. This is the Star Trek podcast answer to the show where everything goes wrong. It goes for, for further. They miss sound cues. They make mistakes. They leave to check who is at the front door in the middle of the show. They lose the ability to see or hear the other streams. They even forget how to produce their own show. What comes next? Is this where this goes? <laughs> um, but listening to this show is worth every second, minute, hour you will devote to it. And there will be a lot of seconds, minutes, and even hours. It may not even it may not be super polished and shiny, but it is a love letter to an amazing friend franchise you'll even find out about an unrelated unrelated topics like frank sinatra and if andy has a girlfriend yet now if you'll excuse me the admiral's club buffet line awaits <laughs> coming through sorry uh, sorry if we thank you. uh attacked a, another franchise that you like if you like the, uh, the theater things but you know, it didn't seem like you were touting it you were just framing it and uh, and that seems accurate based on what you're saying I forgot we were in that review. That's how we got there. Yeah. What a tangent. That's Is it. Is that it for the Admirals Club? That's it. And that was the Admirals Club. Let's go to the President's Circle. Alrighty. The United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Here we are. It's the United Federation of Planets President Circle. We have a Patreon. Support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. If you like this podcast, we got plenty more for you over there. Become a patron. The President Circle level, you get yourself a bunch of pods. Go listen to Voyager, Enterprise, catch up on Picard, Strange Worlds, Discovery, uh, Marvel. Uh, it's all there. Have a great time. But once you're in the president's circle, you get priority one messages, and Andy goes through them and picks out ones that he particularly enjoys and awards them a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Who's getting it this week? One of them is uh, going to Gareth Parker, who says, Andy and Matt, I started listening to this podcast back in December 2022. I started with DS9, but felt uh, I may have been missing a bit of backstory of the podcast. Why are we taking 90 minutes to start the podcast? Where did all these great jingles come from? Great question. Why can't Matt find the sound? Well, I hope he understands now, now that he's he's seen the backstory. It all makes sense. <laughs> Why can't Matt find the sound cues in time? And how is Andy a unit of measurement? So I went back and started at the beginning. A mere 227 episodes later in the space of five months, I'm back and ready to jump back into oh DS9. Oh, my God. Five months of us. I'm so sorry. That person must be holding on by a tether. Uh, I feel like Picard after he lived 60 years and three minutes, except I didn't get a flute. Uh, I've lived through Ripley's Believe It or Not sponsorship. Uh, mm. Bit of chakrograms, Matt trying to have a child, an unsuccessful saucer separation. We were just discussing. Uh, global pandemic, bird, in parentheses, S of prey. Parentheses, S. Uh, you both having jobs, not having jobs, Henry being born, <laughs> and eventually asking for new batteries for his train. And finally, you both having this as your only job. Oh, and a whole lot of laughs. 
I feel like I've crossed many doors to many places with you guys. You've been my companions on a road trip around Thailand, multiple drives around the UK, and I've written more lines of code whilst listening to you than I'd care to admit. I'm super happy to be a member of the Patreon uh, and also delighted to be announcing my candidacy for the president. You're not the president. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Keep on being the best Trek podcast in Sector 001. Well, I mean, I think you get out of the sector. We're still probably the best. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> the soul like, system. You know, your statement yeah. is the world, yeah, and I, you didn't you know, say yeah, the yeah. galaxy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's fair. But you're right. We are fair. on... Theoretically, we're either in DS9 or we're on the D. So uh, what's sad is like this was never this has never been like radio broadcasted. So it's not it's not going out into the you know ether. Yeah. Hmm. I have to get a radio transmitter and try it. You mean so the aliens? Just so the galaxy, the aliens. Yeah, yeah, here. right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. That is. I have one more. Uh, oh. Tristan Luth Robbins, and I'm just uh, I'm just throwing this to him because Tristan's been doing a lot of work on the uh, the stats. Uh, hey guys, thanks for the season one stats drop. Jeff, uh, Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins, also deserves equal credit for maintaining stats before I got on board. I'm currently summarizing some overall season one stats: TNG, Enterprise, Voyager, Discovery, etc. Largely derived from Jeff's, Jeff's work, which he kindly shared with me. Jeff is heavily committed, and I really appreciate it. Um, with regard to DS9 Season 1 and the MVCs, since I started listening much later on, I've regarded the MVC votes for each episode. This is just a bunch of housekeeping. Um, I've realized that your original idea was that one single vote could be split into 0.5 and 0.5 if required. I think that was Brad Arrington that came up with that, our previous statistician. No, got, it was me. Oh, was it you? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I wanted a, a, a ability to split the vote. So you didn't be, have to be tied. You'd be. To, yeah, yeah. To my superior vote. Um, anyway, using that method, the results were as follows: Kira nine votes, O'Brien eight, Odo five, Dex slash Bashir four, Cisco three. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Jake Nog two, two. Wow. Uh, Anina from the Dex episode one. <laughs> which I don't <even> remember. <laughs> um. Not terribly surprising that Kira held the lead throughout the season with Bajoran heavy plots, but that workhorse, workhorse O'Brien and Odo, when he actually bothered to solve crimes, started charking up votes as the season wrapped up. Lastly, I'm going to make an effort to publish the data visualizations and infographics um, on my blog at some points. So there's a nice fat repository of useless information should anyone want to dive in. Useless to those outside this wonderful podcast's orbit. Um, love it. Thank you, Tristan. Um, that's it. And now we're on the priority one messages proper. Buckle up, everybody. Here it comes. Captain, incoming message. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Um, hey, can anyone, I like to crowdsource all of my issues. Can anyone tell me, because when I read these, I'm like, well, this seems interesting. This seems interesting. And so that's why these, the Hellbag so, so long. And I know, you know, many of you vocal people love it. What do you, what do you, what do you say? What is the way I should like sort of sort oh, this one, but not this one? I feel like I'm choosing, you know, oh, what? bring this friend, but not this friend. There's got to be You're some, asking. some decision. 
uh, procedure that people go through. Actually, it would help me with general decision procedures, which I have problems you're, you're, with. You're the, worst, you're the worst person to make micro decisions. You're right. Like, be forced to make micro decisions every time you do this podcast. It's like, it's a burden that you now are stuck with. You know, what's interesting is I can do it. And also the audience is stuck with. I can do it in production situations because then I feel like, well, I'm in war, so I have to make decisions like a general. But this, I have a peacetime mentality with this, and it's hard for well, me Well, to... there's also no real... Stakes? Time constraint oh. here. Right. Right. That's where we're... That's where you're just like... Yeah. Okay. But if I gave myself like 20 minutes to do it, it would not be very curated. It would just be chaotic. Anyway, whatever. Tom Casey, chief of runabout auditing, says... Uh, hey guys, just letting you know, I heard back from our supplier. The replacement runabout we've been waiting for almost a year is due to be delivered next week. Thank the profits, nothing too crazy is going on where we all need runabouts right now. <laughs> uh, Kamaraki, busy in Hyrule for the foreseeable future. As a side note. It's wild to me that like starships didn't come to evacuate totally valid matt it's like well what are you what are you what are we doing that's exactly what the starships would be there for is it how are they too deep out or does that not i mean they're in bajoran space you know there's got to be ships around not necessarily in the quadrant Uh, i say quadrant like i'm fucking tos town uh not in the sector maybe but maybe a couple sectors away problem with bajor is it's pretty close to cardassian space which we try to stay out of bajor you mean yeah, whatever. Um, may I ask, Matt, do you know what Hyrule is? Hyrule? H-Y-R-U-L-E. No. I got a lot of crap for not knowing that that was, uh, what that was from, and I believe it's from Zelda, unless I'm mistaken. I didn't really play Zelda. I wasn't a Zelda guy. I don't know what to tell you guys. Anyway. Um, I mean, it, was a, it was a familiar word, but also I don't know. and then this was a follow-up <laughs> complaint came from Kamaraki which is a reasonable one <laughs> in keeping with the uh, our, our inimitable style huh so they read my name commented on it forgot to read my hail and just moved on yep they were in fine form this episode so I wanted to read Kamaraki's hail from last time which was makes sense you know Andy maybe it's like in and I think this is in regards to my asking like you know uh, O'Brien and and Kira were doing their gambit, where she was, you know, a sex worker, you know, and and so and the Cardassians would be all interested. And I was like, are the Cardassians interested in Bajoran? Is is there as a generally as a so I had these questions. And uh, Kamaraki says, you know, maybe it's like in Star Wars, where the galaxy at large has just decided as a whole that Twi'leks are hot. Maybe it's the same for Bajorans. We have yet to meet a species that thinks they're hideous, as far as I can remember. It's uh, plausible. And the green people? Or is it only the green ladies? The green dancing ladies in the uh, You know, the, the, light the, so, the light is so blue on her yeah. that I always thought they were purple. But then, obviously, you know, once the Phantom Menace came out and we saw another one. Uh, I was saying uh, I was the, like, oh, the green, green ladies in Star Trek. The oh, the Orion Orions? slave girls. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just referring to Jabba's palace. Um, no. Although, 
That is a good question. Were the Twi'leks purple or green? I think they were purple. Or bluish? No, I think it was just the the light. It's just the light. Right? I don't know. Am I crazy? You check it out. I'm going to go on to the next one. I guess they kind of, it looks like they come in all colors mostly. Uh, there's like a, some blue situations happening. Yeah. Some some light green. Hmm. <laughs> Is it the color? How about that? Is that the key to their yeah, attractiveness? There's some yellow. There's purple. Hmm. I mean, they, you know, talk about coming in all colors. So true. These Twi'leks, you go out there, you can get whatever shade of the rainbow you want. Um, Rachel Patton, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says, uh, Fandering, I'm really too, no, this, I'm, this, I'm, just, I'm just banging this drum again. Fandering, Andy, you're brilliant. I'm trying to get Fandering uh, to be a thing. <laughs> uh, I, love wor- I love a wordplay that's as functional as it is clever. It makes the notion of pandering less gross and a little more fun, cute even. And then David Oning Rawl says, I think I'm settling on Fandering, bad, and Fandulgence, good. Fandering is a great fit, and indulgent is often used to describe something that we acknowledge as over-serving our needs, but welcome nonetheless. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about fandulgence. It could be. Well, it's not bad. <clears throat> it's the best we have so far. Yeah. Um, also. I mean, your problem is that indulgences are like, that's how you get by. Well, that's why, I mean, that would be an argument for uh, fandulgence, because my life is a fandulgence in terms of food. <laughs> um, Dave also says, now I get it. Matt needed to have a child so he could finally have a producer he could tolerate. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Hi, Henry. <laughs> um, to come Luckily, sleep. we're recording at night right now, and Henry is asleep. Um, sorry, guys. There's a lot, a lot of Henry fans, obviously, as, you, as one might ex- expect. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed. Hello, microphone. <laughs> um, Jeffrey's holographic. Uh, it was very. Uh, now that I think about it, it was very. Um, <laughs> it was very Art Carney and uh, the Honeymooners saying hello, ball. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's it's a big Honeymooners fan. <laughs> um. Jeffrey's holographic sentient cat says you were discussing three parters and how few there are in Star Trek. Just wanted to throw out that unification now is a three parter. If you would believe disco really exists. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kieran O'Sullivan and, and many others sort of said unification three is the biggest mislead of a title. The plot had nothing to do with unification. We're just told it happened off screen. <laughs> yeah, that is like, that is the most bullshit use of, I'm going to say, what is it? So it's not fan indulgence. It's, I mean, it's not even that. It's just lying to the fans. Right. <laughs> it's not even fan service. Fanceitful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Cam just won a Jeffrey Hunter Medal of Valor, and it doesn't feel the same somehow. <laughs> Says, uh, literally in the previous episode, um, runabouts can only beam up two people at a time. In this episode, runabout beams up more than two people at a time. This episode is well, what? An hour later? So, Man, O'Brien hey, works fast. Hey, look, you got O'Brien physically on board the ship. Right. You can you can beam up as many as you want. That's all. Although he was very busy pretending to be a pimp a lot of that time. Yeah, but it's like, that's why he went on the mission. 
Uh, O'Brien pretty handy in a battle situation. Does that hold true over the course of the series? Yeah, he's a, he's he's a, he's a, he's a man's man. Yeah, starfully trained. You know, we do get the once a season. Uh, O'Brien's character gets tortured. Yeah, beyond like you know, they just put O'Brien's character through hell yeah. once a season. So yeah. we'll get that. I wonder why. I, I don't know. It just became a thing, and then they just kept doing it. It's kind of a, maybe it's like it became like it became like their cue, right? It's like, oh, let's put O'Brien's character through some shit. Maybe it's like the recent Bond things where it's like, yeah, but show how tough he really is. Yeah, it's not even that. It's more like even like, I mean, you'll see. You'll see. I know. Kurt Kelly says, wait a sec. Medals of Valors. Matt, no, I'm so confused again. I don't know if that's something you said. <laughs> Medals of Valors. Um, medal, medal, medal of Valors. Medal of Valors. Now, you see, because it's not, it's not a proper name, right? You see, it's not like they are medals of valor. Yes, right, yeah. Whereas the bird of prey is a ship. Is a yeah, correct. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Andy, for being on my side on this one thing. (laughs) People are isn't that funny? The one thing that we're on each other's side. Every other person is against us. Um, Micho and Miriam at Quark's Quark is Latinum Gold Press says as a service member who was once one of the quote good people um, I've met exactly one super conservative Star Trek fan he was the most confusing person I ever met he watched and liked Star Trek and completely ignored everything progressive about it crazy <laughs> had a lot of other people pipe in on people from all variations of the uh, political spectrum who are Star Trek fans and most fascinating and most of them were like you know, I will. I'm willfully <laughs> ignoring the part of this that I don't want to. I don't wow. want to be part of it. Um, Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins uh, says, "Andy, happy early birthday! I had one of those milestone birthdays last month. My wife suggested we go out of town, which meant my existential dread was clouded." By the contentment of being at one of my favorite places, a particular beach in North Carolina. I got messages from folks, but about half my family forgot it was my birthday again. Insert sad <laughs> trombone. I am hereby declaring this Saturday, May 20th, to be Andrew Secunde. Um, we may <laughs> we may be... Too 20, bad it was Saturday. <laughs> we may be 25... Uh, 2,511 miles apart but I will be with you in spirit thank you so much uh, Jeff Mullins and thank all of you for all of your kind birthday messages um, uh, uh, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison says Andy I hate to break it to you but you asked if you have ever mentioned it <laughs> you have told us about your issues with your birthday every year of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> sounds right <laughs> Sounds on target. That's Mr. us. And I've told the story about that play a thousand times. Like I, <laughs> I can't get over it. Uh, that should make this podcast listenable at any point. You can just pop in and catch up, but it's not. Yeah. You still have to go back to figure out what we're saying. Um, Master Chief also says, happy birthday, Dory. Um, yeah, hers was the 16th. Pass that along. Very close. And also... Um, I like your comments about how they took the time to establish friendships and relationships as opposed to other shows who rush it. It's excellent commentary. Thank you, Master Chief. Sometimes Master Chief gets a little salty with us, so I appreciate the compliment. Um, he can. Because he's been, he's a, he's a long-timer. He's a chief. That's right. You know? It's true. He's our, he's our O'Brien. 
Without question. You know what, Master Chief? You are our O'Brien. He started the face group. This guy is uh, hes uh, perpetual in the Hall of Fame for, for the ignominious position of the TNC Hall of Fame. Um, and lastly, uh, Master Chief says, Vedic Bland would have been a more accurate name than Burile. <laughs> so true. Um, I don't remember if this is addressed in a later hail, but many people asked if Matt remembered my birthday. <laughs> uh, maybe off uh-huh. topic, Matt did indeed sure, remember did. my birthday. And I, it, it's never never leaving my brain again. So... <laughs> Uh, I did see some people said that they even prodded you on uh, Excellent Adventure, and uh, yeah, and Mary yep. said she prodded you, but I really do believe he would have uh, he would have remembered it I, a thousand percent. And also, the, it, it, it felt a little bit like you said it thing. out of defiance. <laughs> it, it, it was. I did. I, I also hashed. I wrote hashtag Never Forget in the message I sent to him. Uh, but I was so sick. Oh, you were sick. Oh, then yeah. that, that is impressive then. You th- I fought was through so the clouds. Sick. I did not. Dory was like, I can't. You, said, you were like, give me my phone. Give me my phone. I, I, was, <laughs> I was in and out of consciousness all, that, all day. But like that, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I got to do it early enough that he knows I remembered. <laughs> um,. I'm going away on a trip soon, but when I get back, Matt, uh, I want to mm-hmm. go golfing. I want. Okay. Um, Are you going on a golf trip? No. What if you were? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um. Uh. So let's let's make that happen when I come back. And uh, and just while I'm on the topic of going away on a trip, that'll be sort of mid June-ish. Probably going to have. Um, eh, I can bring this up the next time, but basically we're going to have to also, rush. They the don't hails. need to know. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it'll, your, your shows are coming out. Yeah, you won't notice if we do our job correctly. They won't notice that you're gone. That's true. Um, Andy, I already read this one. David S. The homework stealing Vulcan. The parade of people visiting Kira mirrored Matt's situation with Henry and Bo, and I thought it was great. <laughs> these are these are my friends. <laughs> Chris Cloakner says Dax's spots are not consistent. It's actually kind I of pay for their I pay for their food, shelter, and water. They have my to be friends. friends. <laughs> Hello, microphone. Um, Chris Cloakner says Dax's spots are not consistent. It's actually kind of remarkable that they aren't noticeably different more often seeing as how they were freehand painted by michael westmore each day he's actually been known to stop people dressed as trills at cons and give them an on-the-spot demonstration andy that was a pun i really honestly would not have seen it unless you said told me lieutenant cloakner on the spot lieutenant Mm, tom get it oh there you go same boat for once Tom Bondurant says, Kira seems to be starting her vision, version, sorry, of the Hot Priest subplot from Fleabag Season 2. <laughs> season 2. <laughs> this episode, uh, though, I'm not sure whether it's with Beryl or the orb. <laughs> Is she fucking the bed? Is she fucking the orb? Who knows? Frederick Rombouts says, Andy, you thought 
the Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart jingle had the plink, but it doesn't. Whereas the prime corrective jingle has always had a plink. Maybe all jingles deserve a plink. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, DS9 MVC. Give me it. Plink. It works. Um, I could have sang that better. I should have teed myself up better. Um, Not up to the level of Dick Warlock. Denise from New York says, on DS9, it wouldn't be saucer section. It would be the promenade. (laughs) So are we allowed to have a promenade? Maybe we should do that. (laughs) Um, Lieutenant Rogers dipshit from Chicago mini arc. I could have popped in, by the way. There was a bunch of Star Trek people. Did you see this, Matt? There's Star Trek people over at Paramount striking. And someone showed it to me. Did you show it to me? Somebody it was in did. the email. It was in the WGA email. Oh No, I mean, while it was happening, I could have popped over. Oh, I see. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Pass. What am I going to do? I'm going to go over and be, hey, hey, Todd, Todd, remember me from the improv scene? Can I hang out? Oh, my God. And they were like, there were a couple of them with like Enterprise um, signs, like, writers of enterprise yeah it's just like i'm like is this all you've done i found a a section 31 you know with a cross out with the cross out circle on ai and i carried it around but i'm like who is this for except me (laughs) (laughs) um anyway lieutenant rogers says uh barile always gives me weird youth pastor (laughs) vibes whenever he shows up which makes the romance with kira even weirder uh, and per Andy's thought on Odo acting too much like a rat, this just made me wonder if Odo is just super method to his approach in shapeshifting. Um, he's Dan- he's the Daniel Day Lewis of changelings. I would love that <laughs> aspect. It's just- not even. I don't even want to get into. Well, I do. I really yeah. do want to get into his 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 his, his shapeshifting this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you're gonna have lots of time. Uh, all right, that's it for the priority one messages. And what? what? In, does that seem quick? I feel like this is maybe yeah. they get longer after this. I don't know. That was incredibly fast for you. Good uh, job. Well, that's just uh, for the. Well, you're into oh, the hails. Yeah, now. that's right. Well, let's let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. There must be some way out of here. This is the correct way. So the Joker to yeah, the. We're being What's the end of that? Said the Joker thief. to the thief. Right. I guess that's accurate. Are you or am I the Joker? Which one of us is the Joker and which one of us is the thief? Now, also, like, who are you hearing in your head when you say that? You're hearing Dylan or you're hearing Hendrix? Hendrix. Me too. I don't. Uh, this is gonna make everybody come at me. <laughs> I don't care. I'll do it. For, I'll do. I'll do mine. I, I don't, don't understand Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. See, and this is gonna be this is gonna be totally unfair. I love Bruce Springsteen. I don't care for Dylan. I respect what Dylan did, but I like the the guy who did a, a more poppy version of Dylan. Yeah, um, I do love Hendrix though. So there. Um, yeah. All right, we have a hail from our old friend Damien in the Down Under. Oh, voice hail, you mean? Yes, correct. Sorry, I thought no. you were looking. I thought I was like, I was like, I'm waiting for him to start reading. And he is what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Hey boys, Damien from Brisbane. Just wanted to uh, drop in on the whole best Star Trek podcast in the world conversation here. It's not the best pod- Star Trek podcast in the world. The best Star Trek podcast in the fucking universe. Yeah! In the galaxy, mate. <laughs> universe! Stand by it. L-L-A-P. That go. That is everything I ever wanted from a voicemail. That's the guy who said we should bask in uh, in being shit. So, uh, good on you, Damien. Uh, homecoming, Gull Meringue uh, is from Mark T. Warren, who hails mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a quote from O'Brien. Uh, Tell me, Major, who is Gull Meringue? And Kira says, Go meringue, count to four, go meringue, then three more. Cisco says, <laughs> Major, I said never again. <laughs> Marky Warren also says, Happy. Move along home. <laughs> um, that's really a testament to this fan base that it gets through episodes like that. Uh. <laughs> You mean that it continues watching? The yeah, show. yeah. Like, eh, maybe it'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a hopeful bunch. I mean, that's the beauty of Star Trek. Mark Warren also says a happy birthday tomorrow to a person who has changed my life for the better. A voice which I have welcomed into my ear so much that sometimes my own thoughts are in that voice. What an amazing person, full of talent, wit, and charm. Yes, the whole world was infinitely improved on May twentieth when my wife was born. It was a reversal, Matt. It wasn't that about was, me. That was, I was feeling was, good about myself, and then he said it was somebody else. That was shop. Uh, Mark also says, oh, also she was born on some podcaster's 12th birthday. <laughs> That's me. Seriously, though, please keep up the annual shtick of Matt forgetting your birthday. I never forget hers, uh, but it doesn't hurt to have a backup. And for real this time, happy birthday to one of my favorite podcasters from the best Star Trek podcast on the internet. On the internet? It wasn't. That's, That's not the claim. I don't mind that. All right. Where else would podcasts come from is the internet. Uh, now if you could play Joe from South Dakota's Hail. All right. I remembered what I was trying to say. Damn it. He had anyway. a false start. Um, mm-hmm. So with the change one, without getting too deep into it, because they do, there's an episode later that kind of, air quotes, explains it. It's, it there's no science behind it. They just, they'll give you an explanation. All the questions you guys have about photos, oh. shape shifting, and, and whatnot. Let me, let me pause that. We don't have questions. Andrew has questions. <laughs> <laughs> so all I have reasonable questions. Without just straight up telling you what they what it is. It will be explained. So just take it for right now as kind of a oh this is interesting or or oh this is stupid and just realize it'll 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 get explained. I have watched DS9 all the way through probably 20 times. It's like my shepherd's pie, my mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm. It's comfort food for me. When I'm stressed out, I turn on DS9. I fall asleep to it when I get home uh, from running karaoke and trivia nights after my wife's gone to bed. I fall asleep to Ooh, in an easy chair to DS9. It's, it's, I, I've, I've learned it through osmosis. So, love the pot. Good to hear you guys out. Um, 
Yeah, I often uh, thank what you, Joe. Those, what are those South Dakota nights like? Huh? You're out there karaoke triviaing. It's very, uh, yeah, it's very urban. Doesn't feel that's, like South that's Dakota. Like that, that no, it feel it does. It feels like um, it feels like the the South Dakota that Chuck Klosterman is from. Oh, like, it feels I like see. bad South Dakota. I see. I'm envisioning kind of like obscure Brooklyn kind of bar trivia sort of thing, mm. like hipster trivia um well i mean there's hipsters in south dakota too and hipsters everywhere now hence chuck cluster <laughs> right um i uh yeah i sometimes uh and you you called it out but i sometimes get uh, offended on your behalf when there's a luxury tone that includes both of us because i'll take the luxury <laughs> on me but i'm like he knows he is keeping it to himself so that he doesn't spoil anything from me i'm playing the delicate game <laughs> yeah of uh, of feigned ignorance or, yeah. or, or, or ignorance camaraderie ignorance camaraderie <laughs> right. just quietly not addressing the thing that i'm going but why is it like this <laughs> um matthew gayford says you asked for a professor to comment on why countries with abundant resources you mentioned russia but this applies equally to many middle eastern and african countries are sometimes poor i have a phd in history and an a- ma in political science so i'll try to answer but most uh, like most academic questions in this field the answer is complicated and varies from country to country um the popular theory uh, behind why this occurs is commonly referred to as the resource curse. Resource ba- These are some of the elements. Resource-based wealth has historically been very easily monopolized by elites. That's interesting. When an economy relies... I wish I was an elite. Boy, would I wield that power in a corrupt way. Um, <laughs> when an economy relies on said resources, it does not encourage economic diversification, innovation, or growth. Additionally, elites everywhere in particular are always invested in maintaining the status quo and have a history, historical tendency to value land and resources above other income due to their centrally centrality in pre-modern socioeconomic systems. Uh, another aspect is elites can use said wealth to maintain their power by funding large militaries and security services to oppress the populace and discourage the foreign intervention, discourage foreign intervention. Taking this very literate hail and I'm mangling it. Uh, and or they can use said wealth to keep the populace or important segments of it fat and happy so they will not criticize a regime or start a revolution. Hmm. But if you're keeping the populace fat and happy, then aren't you kind of doing a good job? <laughs> Is that not accurate? What am I missing? I guess you might be doing something that's that's detrimental economically long term, but I don't know. Um, now you can follow up with that answer. Of course, cultural and social factors also play a role, but material conditions influence those as well. History also plays a part as colonized nations that were forced by outside powers to serve as resource bases instead of diverse economies often continue to do so after decolonization because their economies and infrastructure have been designed to do so by the imperial power 
for example, Britain con- concentrated profit in their own hands by forcibly dismantling India's local textile industries during the Industrial Revolution so that India could supply raw cat- cotton to the British textile mills, which produced textiles themselves, not just for British consumption, but also for export, including back to India. Crazy. I'm, I'm the one who just said crazy. That's why I did a slightly different character voice. Crazy. Uh, I hope that makes sense. If you want to use it on your podcast, feel free to cut down as you, you like. To Jay Leno, I love it. <laughs> that's, that's my voice when I'm reading with my voice when I'm reading a hail. I switch to Jay Leno. <laughs> um, and if you have any questions, uh, I already had a question. Let me know. Uh, thanks again, Matt. Uh, thank you, Matt. Um, and I, I encourage any expert in their field that you can apply the, that field to, you know, uh, what we're watching on DS9 to pipe in. If you can do the editing yourself and keep it brief, because I don't know. When I'm looking for it, I don't know what the most, the key parts are. So if you don't want me editing it, so. Uh, but this or was, just say, don't say feel free to edit. Just send the message. He'll read the whole thing. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> are you saying you want them to keep it long? No, no. What I'm saying is don't feel any guilt. I'm I'm relieving, trying to relieve both parties of any guilt. I see. Like if you, if they don't say, feel free to edit it. You don't have to feel bad about not editing, right? Right. I don't feel bad about not editing for Matthew's perspective. I feel bad because I make this a, the most bloated part of the podcast. But I was interested in all that in any event. Um. Uh, and I am interested show. in general show. in in you know? like this this the DS9 really it's amazing how immediately they are getting deep into like sociopolitical issues and 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 political constructs and balances of power and all this stuff is well, fascinating I mean, does... how fast they're getting into it. I thought it was like years off. No, the story advantage of being a space station yeah. is that you stay there. Right, right. Like on Star Trek, the next generation or the original series, you're at a planet for an episode. Right. And then you're off to the next planet. Yeah. But here you, it would be like if the Enterprise decided to stay in orbit for seven years. Right. <laughs> you know, like you'd ha- you'd get you'd get in it down there, you know? Yeah. And I guess I guess that's true, and it really allows you to do things. And you know, most clearly thus far with uh, Vedic Wynn, is that her name, Louise Fletcher, yeah. uh, that you can have these recurring characters that are recurring. And like, you know, if you get a if you get somebody who's hot, like oh, that's a, that character's popping, then you can just have them keep playing, which is great. Um, okay, this is from Ricardo Garcia. Uh, finally did it. It took me six months. This is a lot of people were catching up. Um, this is uh, 22 to today. Wait, is this the same guy? I listened to every episode of Star Trek TNC. I laughed, cried, freaked people out with random shouts of Secunda and my nipples. And I loved every minute of it. Now I sign up for the Patreon to begin the journey and avoid weeks of anticipation for the next free episode. President Circle, <laughs> here I come. Um, and then he adds a PS. I think my wife and kids have, may have left me and my cat had kittens along the way. But I still enjoyed every minute. <laughs> Good for you, Lieutenant Garcia. Welcome. Uh, I should have put that in the uh, priority ones. Um, 
Then, lastly, Justine Lustig requested uh, Reese Badman's um, Cheers theme, Quark's theme, um, in the in the style of Cheers, which we heard a long time ago, but she felt was appropriate now. Um, which uh, let's just see. Three of us fans met in person to record this. this is from Reese, so it's vocals by Reese Badman. Uh, lyrics by Aaron Crothers and produced by our old friend, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann. We proudly present Quark's theme. Making your way in quadrant A takes everything you've got. <laughs> Taking a break from all your wormholes to drink with Gul Dukat. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And the Klingons have bad aim Do they in this one? You want to be where you can see The founders all look the same You want to be where everybody knows your name You want to go where people know How to cheat that double game you want to go where everybody knows your name. Quarks is filmed before a live studio audience. It's <laughs> good. There's some references in there that are a little ahead of Andy, but... We'll oh, there's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, Beautiful maybe work. I'll, maybe I'll post that if you if anybody rem- reminds me on the, in the Patreon. Uh, that's it for the hail bag. If you would like to send a hail to us, you can email it to us at sttncpod at gmail.com. Please put the title of the episode in the subject heading somewhere. Um, or you can just, uh, join the Patreon and post a comment. Uh, you can tweet or Instagram Matt at Matt Myra. You can Instagram me at Andrew Secunda or tweet me at Secunda. Our Instagram and our Twitter account is at Star Trek TNC. And if you want to, Send us a voice hail. It is 816-TREK-TNC. I am a little shocked that that one came in at 53 minutes. I thought this was going to be real bloated. Am I going too fast through them? I think you... I don't even remember any of them now. You just burned through them so quickly. Am I going too fast, though? Am I going in a way that's like, uh, oh, I can't even follow? He's just too, he's blindingly fast. Eh, you're okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the siege in just a second. But first, we got to play that sweet, sweet nacho jingle. Good old nacho. I hope you're doing well out there, nacho. You're one of my favorite people that I've never met. It's a nice, I mean, look, it's a good category to be in. Yeah, I'd prefer the world was in that category. <laughs> I've never met anyone. <laughs> uh, I worry about you, buddy. I want you to get out there. I think that you're a social person who doesn't think he's a social person. Whereas I may be, uh, a, I, I may am. be the reverse. <laughs> no, Dory, like Dory, I may be an Dory antisocial always, person that's always trying to be social. Dory always says she's like, I hate bringing you places because people love you 
and think you're so funny and want to hang out with you. And then I have to say, my husband doesn't actually like to be around people. (laughs) The one night I forced you to come out to a bar with a group of writers, it was Mm -hmm. shocking the change in energy. (laughs) He immediately became uh, uh, the talk show host that was sort of just running the table and engaging everyone it's like before we start recording and then when we when i hit record yeah and like i have i bring up some i bring the energy (laughs) that i didn't have yeah that's right people i'm saying that this is me with energy i think it's even different than this i think this is a this is this is i'm not saying the other thing's not authentic but this is to me the most authentic matt because this you're you're very different off off mic with me than you are on mic with me whereas when you're in the bar that's a whole different guy (laughs) (laughs) somebody who's who's you know the 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 what do you call the 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 anchor in a stand-up show what do you call that guy (laughs) the mc yeah i guess the mc yeah you're like the mc in a stand-up show all right let's keep it going We crossed many doors to many places Your hands made us think of all your faces So plug the MC in your little board node Let's talk about this week's episode uh, We're talking about this week's episode, which is called The Siege Again, this is episode three of three of the Bajoran coup d'etat arc Or mini arc We'll call it an arc, it's three episodes, why not? Uh, this episode aired the 10th of October, 1993 the number one oh, song happened. in the UK is the one we're going to listen to this week, which is Relight My Fire by Take That, featuring Lulu. Which is something we've played Oh, if we before. played it before, then why don't we play no, the alternative I mean, I, song? Like, we played it, like, I think, in the TNG. Well, that... <laughs> the UK, man. The fuck is happening over there? <laughs> Can you imagine the outfits that went along with this? Yes. Uh, are they wearing them? Put it on the screen. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, number one movie. Oh, yeah. This is a different spin. There's a guy in like a mime striped shirt. A guy in a leopard shirt. The guy in kind of a peacoat. Peacoat. But it's also sort of like a weird. It's a leopard vest. There's a lot of vests. It was a leopard vest. And very baggy pants. That was the main thing I was visualizing. Uh, Anyhow, uh, number one song in the U.S. was Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Uh, Number one alternative song was No Rain by Blind Melon. Number one movie. Demolition Man, number one TV show that week, Home Improvement. It's interesting that Home Improvement 60 Minutes seemed to be battling it out. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a time, Matt, when sitcoms were the number one. Oh, boy. First <laughs> that week. Uh, What's a sitcom? That's what people are going to be saying soon. It's true. Tiffany Trump, um, country music artist Scotty McCreary. Events, Nelson Mandela and South African President uh, F.W. de Klerk are awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Time Magazine cover, How Life Began. They got to see, was it Charade? What was the TNG one? The Chase. Right? What, what about The Chase? 
Is the one about uh, how life began? <laughs> the one where it's where all does oh, surrender from you and I? Yeah. 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 I did it. I remembered the thing. I was like, did the chase air the same week as this? That's interesting. No, I was just saying thing. Oh, but there is an elsewhere on Trek. Well, there you go. Shouldn't have brought it up if I didn't have the sound cue ready. Sure shouldn't. What a, what a dummy. Today I uh, I was on the strike line and I was like, I'm not going to eat those donuts that they have there. And then some schmo is holding the box open for everybody. I'm like, well, now I'm going to eat one if I got to walk by it a thousand times. And so uh, I, what? Which which where were you? This where were you? Today? I was in front of Paramount. Um, hoping there was some Star Trek spillover, but there was none. Did you really? You did. You really just switched it up and decided to go to Paramount because of that? N- I, no, uh, I was with Steve, <laughs> and Steve wanted to go to Paramount. Uh, but uh, no one got tired of CBS. If you go to Television City, have you done that? It's very close to our houses. I've gone twice, yes. Um, and uh, and then uh, Three Arts, a management company, sent over uh, the Eastie Boys truck which is very tasty. Um, so I had one of those, and then I went to <laughs> lunch immediately after with my friends and got a delightful chicken sandwich and fries. From where? From Great White. I don't know it. Oh, it's right. I think it's not that far from you. Well, it's not that. It's not. No, actually, I guess it is far from you. It's, you know, whatever. It's large Monty. Ah, I see. It's real good. I'm happy to go to lunch with you some there sometime if you ever pry yourself out of your house. Uh, Anywhere. Elsewhere in Trek. <laughs> Where'd it go? I tried to find it the whole I time you were talking. You, you were doing a great job. You were doing could. a great job killing time, and uh, I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else I've... I've done a good job of, you know, I had a crappy slice of, I had to, eh, it's crappy, it's not fair. It's a standby. I had a slice of Domino's pizza. Just one. One of the small pizza, slice of pizza. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going to have any more. And I went home and I had a healthy meal. And that was it. I, I was proud of myself. Um, Andy Secunda. Oh, wrong one. Hang on. Elsewhere in track. Elsewhere in track. Uh, the contemporaneous TNG episode was October 9th, uh, Gambit Part 1. Picard cosplays as Dr. Mm. Afra or Va- Vash. Vash? Vash. If Andy doesn't get that reference. Um, and ends up recruiting Riker to the Grave Robber gang. Meanwhile, Michael Pillar was hard at work on the first draft of the story outlined for Star Trek Voyager's pilot episode. And then he says, seriously, Andy, the Star Wars Dr. Afra comics are great, especially the first series. Huh. I should put that down. Put it on the board. Put it on the may not get Things to Things he'll never get to, but he wants to. I do want it's to. Not for lack of wanting to. No. Let's do the thing where I say, that this episode was written by Michael Piller and directed by Weinrich Colby. And I also tell you that Memory Alpha says that the episode is about the following. 
Cisco tries to prevent the Circle from taking the station. Kira and Dax take proof that the Cardassians are the real force that is arming the Circle to the Bajoran government. <laughs> Here we go. We open with a lot of faceless, nameless, faceless Federation people. <laughs> The Federation is here at the invitation of the Bajoran Provisional Government. No more Provisional Government, no more invitation. Governments can break off relations with an edict. It's not so easy when it comes down to our level. Hmm? Lieutenant Pilecki here is engaged to a young man from Bajor. <laughs> that's, a legit, that's too much. You're giving her too much shore leave. What do you mean shore leave? If she's been on the stage, I mean, the, sh- the show's only a year old. Oh, and she's already oh, engaged. She's got too much surely if she has that relationship. <laughs> yeah, I assume he's around. I assume he's you know he's one of those people selling the tongues or something. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that to me. To work together with a young Bajoran girl on a prize-winning science fair project. All of us who have served on the station for the past year have made Bajoran friends. We've come to care about what happens to these people. I know I do. So I've just I love how the security staff right here is the security staff from the Enterprise D. <laughs> because they? it's well it's the stunt doubles. Oh, it's wow. all the stunt the stunt you know you recognize all of them. Watch, ready? The station for the past year of Made Bajoran. You recognize her. You come to care about yeah. what happens recognize to these people. I know I am. Yeah. You recognize so her. <laughs> I did recognize Balecki, so maybe that's the reason. I know you have face blindness as I'm as I'm telling you that. Um <laughs> But uh, I will say one thing. Um, they he 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 starts he starts with, Balecki is engaged to a young man from Bajor, and then everything else is like, you know, like and then this this guy's kid is doing a science fair project and whatever. So it just seems like it seems like you're burying the lead, like or not you're burying the lead. You're leading with the thing you should build up to, like you should. That's wow. that's the closer. Is this guy? She's married. She's engaged. Everything else you is sort of like... You guys think you know some Bajorans. Well, guess what? Um, I will also say, <laughs> Lieutenant Balecki, whether she was on Enterprise or, uh, or not, uh, really great specific acting. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. She's front and center, even in front of of Cisco, and doesn't overplay it. She's just like, yeah, this is sort of a difficult situation, and I'm not going to like make a bunch of faces. And then the later lady in the scene... Who is like right next to him, like at the end, like she keeps looking around to see what everyone else is doing and is overplaying. <laughs> and, well, yeah, are we? Yeah, we're upset about this, aren't we? So, welcome to the Andrew Secunda School of Specific Acting. Sign up for your class in the fall. Classes are in person again. <laughs> <laughs> you no longer have to specifically act over Zoom. That's right. Uh, Just to make sure the evacuation is conducted properly. You need someone to oversee the inventory processor. Packing away all my medical supplies could take uh, quite a while, Commander. 
Before you volunteer to yeah, I'm, I also, I'm an ADR. I'm not really there. We're trying to delay I'll the takeover at the station <laughs> as long as possible. Hopefully, as long as it takes to expose the Cardassians' involvement. In I have politics. dry cleaning. I haven't picked up. It won't be easy. The Bajoran assault forces have been told that the Federation is their blood enemy. Oh, you know who would eat this scene up? Scott Bakula. Oh, a lot of pacing. A lot of not looking at people's eyes. A lot of turning away from the camera. Yeah. (laughs) You love it. A lot also with an edge of anger and defiance. Yes. Oh, look out. Oh, this is an Archer. This is an Archer-specific scene. (laughs) Joro and the Surf would love nothing more than to have my head and yours and present them to the Chamber of Ministers. I mean, only yours because you've agreed to stay. Generally speaking, they wouldn't care otherwise. (laughs) Some of you have families. Look at this lady turn. Some are on temporary assignment. I wouldn't blame anyone. <laughs> well, she's really thinking about it. She's processing <laughs> everything. I mean that. Anyone going to say no? Yeah, look around. Anyone serious, who wants to guys. evacuate is dismissed. <laughs> better look around and see if anyone. <laughs> it's a double look. Yeah. Nobody? 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 None of us? I wish if he then dropped the bomb. Well, I'm out. See Not you guys. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you guys are back staying for this. <laughs> Do your best. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got Jake, you know. He's got, he's got, he's somehow rigged uh, a dock right behind him and backs <laughs> off into a ship. Playing. Somehow, he somehow has a fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure many of the Bajorans who have worked with us will His fucking his uniform pants are pulled up above his calves and he's got no boots on. He's just going. Just does a dance. <laughs> See you guys later. Get jiggy with it, starts done. playing. He just hops out. The assault vessels will be here in less than five hours. Dismissed. I actually am not going to stay. I didn't want to make a big compliment? I don't know. What, I'm of, wondering of the crew. You mean use everybody yeah. staying? You mean uh, no? I think is I'm wondering is that the entire Starfleet compliment on the station? It's a good question. He's giving a speech. That's very small. If that's the case, I don't know how that would keep the Cardassians away. Well, or is it just the political idea of the Federation yeah, being there? Yeah, that's the only thing that keeps them away. It's not about manpower. Gotcha. Cardassians, you know, they got plenty of that. Sure. Blue guys. Hundreds of people to evacuate and only three tiny runabouts available. Do you know what that means? It it means a lot of people will be left behind. Tragic. Yes, brother. Your compassion never ceases to amaze me. It means we're going to make a fortune. We are? It's a good setup. People will pay anything for a seat on those ships. You, you can't make me. Well, I won't sell my seat. Rob. No, I won't stay and, and be killed just to fill your pockets. Rob, do you actually believe that I would sacrifice my own brother's life? For personal profit? It would have to be the deal of a lifetime. Yes, my lifetime. Listen to me, we're both going to escape. But our bags will be filled with all the gold-pressed latinum. 
we can carry. Gold! <laughs> <laughs> Is that a leprechaun? A little bit. <laughs> Handling colony in a few days. That's not where I'm going. But my dad told My me. ship's going to the Karat system. I, I guess that's where they're taking all the Starfleet families. Well, well this will be over in no time. We'll be back in school driving Mrs. O'Brien crazy in a few days. Just when I think I found a new home, made a new friend. It always seems like I gotta leave. Hey, you lying? Cut it out! Has there ever been one of your kind and one of my kind who are better friends? Never. And if our fathers couldn't break us up, no stupid coup de... Coup... Coup... Coup de... Coup d'etat. It's French. Well, no stupid French thing will either. <laughs> no stupid French thing will. Probably the best line in the whole show. Uh, I gotta say, that scene really got me. The, uh, the It's sort of more toward the end. But just them... I don't know, their friendship... They really are building these relationships in a slow, logical way. Um, and obviously, a lot of the other shows aren't really as interested in that. It's also... I feel like... Because there's a lot to set up every week in the other shows. I feel like a lot of recent shows, new shows, and new shows in the Star Trek universe are very interested in these people are friends. And I think I said this before, and it's like they do shortcuts. But I don't know how many shows across time are necessarily interested in, oh, let's explore why these people are friends and how these people are friends. And... It's nice when they do it, but it's awful when it's inorganic. And they're doing it in a really nice, slow way. And I will go further to say, how do you say the guy's the actor's name? Ciroc Lofton? Is that it? Ciroc? Sir- I always thought it was Ciroc. Ciroc? I, I have no idea. Uh, but I I would say, I don't know who the MVC is, but the, uh, the most valuable cast member in this episode is, uh, I think, uh, Ciroc. I think young, he's... Young Jake? I think this scene is really sweet with with Nog and the later scene with his father has really got me it's like really it's really an effective emotional episode even though it's a uh, schmuck bait you know you hear that I'm... Rosalind Chow you're out Jake's in <laughs> well, Rosalind Chow has a different uh, it's something that's true to her character but it's a little bit less emotional which is her making him feel bad is that everything sure Keiko, please, don't go like this. Like what? I don't have any choice. Don't you? It's you true. Need She's me. right. We don't? We can't just let the Cardis have the wormhole. The Cardis. Gamma Quadrant, for all I care. Miles. Not for the kid. <laughs> kid only got one. Uh, technically, though, Rosalind Chow, I walk into the airline. credited at the top, is getting a guest star payment. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> one line, no lines, she's there. I've scanned every subspace communication. They really just go to her being aggro at every opportunity. And I'm not sure well, how I feel I about mean, that characterization. In a, in a, in a, 
it's certainly understandable her position there well that's the weird thing he she's kind of right i mean you guess you could say well he's you know he's got a duty to to cisco and hand it over to the cardies right but uh you know he is the first time i've heard this is the first time i've heard that i think it's that's the first time it was said in the show i love that as a uh i love the little ad uh but somebody was commenting yeah go ahead it feels ugh. even though like coming out of him it's like ugh. even though (laughs) it's even though it's a made-up thing it's still a slur yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um it's funny that in the in the last episode i think someone commented you know of uh maybe it was two episodes ago the the one where where he he joins kira on the three episodes Mm -hmm. ago he joins kira on the um on the mission to uh, save the the leader, the Bajoran leader, um, and he just immediately is just like, "Yeah, it's a dangerous mission that I where I might die." Uh, yeah, let's go. I don't. I'm not going to think about Keiko or my kid for a second. And it's like he goes even further in this one. He is straight down the line. Does not give a crap. They've got them completely jammed, and we have no choice. We'll have to take the proof to the Chamber of Ministers. Jarl's forces will be scanning for any incoming vessels. A runabout could handle a Bajoran patrol. Unfortunately, I don't have one to give you. The Lunar 5 base? You think there's still a ship there? We managed to get a few sub-impulse raiders underground before the Cardassians hit us. But that was ten years ago. Could one of the evacuation vessels take a detour and drop me off? What if you get there and those raiders won't fly? Then I'll have to wait until I hear from you, I guess. You may have to wait a long time. Dax, do any of your former hosts have experience with sub-impulse thruster configurations? Yes, Tobin Dax. Tobin? I don't think I've heard about this one. My second host. Barely a sex life and no imagination, but he knew phase coil inverters like no one else. Fucking sick burn on Tobin. Yeah, seriously. Jesus. Poor Tobin. Dax, you're going to get mocked, too, for being a completely uninteresting character for the first couple of years. Well, I mean, I feel like she <laughs> takes a turn in this episode, but we'll get to it. But let me address, before we even we even do, this completely, in my opinion, unless I'm missing something, supports what I was saying they should have been doing with her in the previous episodes, which is like, oh, hey, Dax, do you have something in the in your downloaded information which is the main reason it would be exciting to have a fucking symbiont this is the most obvious and blatant use of this in the entire history of star trek so then they don't even go back to it this isn't a thing that they do that is even more irritating because it see it shows how fucking awesome it would be (laughs) and somebody sent a long hail sort of saying well i think it's more like memories and memories fade no this is it's been disproven right here She's like, yeah, okay, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going down and working with this archaic technology. Fucking awesome. Mm. What, are you, what are you shaking your head for? I mean, I, I don't think it's exactly what they're doing here. Well, she's accessing information and skills on how to do something that from a yeah, previous it's not host. Like a, it's not like you're accessing. It's not like it's like you have to like. It's just there. I don't know. It's like, I know how to do a podcast. I sit down and I know how to do a podcast. It's just there. It's not like I have to access the information in my... I mean, I understand. Yes, it's not like a computer accessing it. I guess I'm saying the way you're describing it is what it is, which is, oh, I've had this previous host that had the skill, therefore I have the skill. 
But do you have to fucking insult the previous host well, that's every separate, time you yes. bring him up? I agree. It's or a Tobin? Weird thing. Yeah. But also, yeah. is it so? Is that like she's become a <laughs> really doing going down the rabbit hole? She's become a different person from who Tobin Dax was, even though the symbiont is the same. <laughs> And so that gives her the right to go. This guy was a real square. I think that is Jadzia. Right. Even though Jadzia is a real fucking square. That's the you thing. I, mean? I haven't seen Jadzia like get Jedzia. it on with anybody. Jadzia is really coming in hot against Tobin when, like, you know, Jadzia, I think you just described yourself. Yeah. A real nerd. Well, maybe that's the heart of it. She's like, this guy was a real square. He never had sex with anybody. He never barely dated. Uh, what, a, what a nerd, huh? What a nerd. No time for this foolishness. I still have to pack. What's the problem? He's been brokering seats on the evacuation vessels. Where did you get more seats? Everybody always asks the brokers where they get their extra seats. And all I can say is it's my business to find preferred seating for a select list of clients. I have got more than 200 people who want to get off this Uh, station. Where did you get more seats? uh, A few trades. A person here or there who changed his mind about leaving at the sight of a reasonable stipend. We're here to Commander Cisco. Go ahead. We're having a bit of a panic at the airlock, sir. Far more passengers than we can handle have shown up. And they all claim to have made arrangements to leave. I might have overbooked slightly. On my way. All right. It's an ex- Cisco grabbing him by the throat? Yeah. That's how you got to handle Quark. I don't know. Man. That does not seem very Starfleet. It's <laughs> very far. Not against the rules. I, you know, the constable's right there, and he didn't say anything. Well, of course, because the constable probably loved it. But uh, it's very questionable, in my opinion. Of course. Accepted Ferengi transit practice. I feel perfectly justified. Uh, all right. They settle that. And then, of course, uh, Cork doesn't get to leave. He's real dope. And the Bajoran force comes in. Uh, here we Mr. Jaro's prediction was correct. The Federation has tucked its tail between its legs. Weber! He is fantastic in this. He is so unlikable. And he is one of the most charming, charismatic actors. Officers who work with Starfleet. Where is Lee Nallis? Perhaps they knew this old station could never withstand a siege and they abandoned it with Starfleet. The most strategic position in the entire sector. At the mouth of the wormhole. Hmm. Had I been Federation commander, I would not have abandoned it so easily. Jokes on him because they didn't. No, they, I know. He they was hid, they hid in places and they also wear casual clothing for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're camouflaged in our bright Decide. red clothes. I mean, I guess they're like we can't we can't do this under the guise of Starfleet, so we gotta just Oh no, that's right. Civilians. They weren't in their uniforms, they were in their yeah. weird yeah, is that what it is? It's so I funny. Think so. I think so. How allergic trills are to insect bites. Really? Well, the biochemical connections between host and symbiont can't tolerate the... Uh, oh! Whoa! 
What's that? Is that a spider or a dog? Holaku. The Bajoran moons are full of them. Oh, I suppose you used to make them your pets and uh, sing songs about them around the campfire. No, we used to eat them. There it is. So this is an interesting moment. First of all, very well-delivered joke. And that's the first time um, by Dax, I would say, although Kira's is also well-delivered. Um, uh, and then I also was wondering, like, that's interesting. There was no made-up word word we know on the on the spider. And then I was like, oh, because the joke is, is that a spider or a dog? <laughs> or one of the jokes. And they can't say it's a guaco spider or a palaco dog because <laughs> they're about to do something else. It's interesting. I like this little weird chip. Oh, I've been in a lot worse. I guess the Bajoran resistance must have had a lot of short pilots. (laughs) No, just short engineers. They were always building these things without thinking. Encouraging. Just bend your knees, you'll fit. I really dig this. It's like all broken and they have to hotwire it. Now... The real trick will be to fire up these thrusters after all this time. It's hard enough to get them going when they were being used every day. Get them fired up. You need to worry about that. I have easy access to these skills from one of my previous hosts. Accessing. (laughs) (laughs) The way way you're describing it is even more in favor of my argument, which is just like, yeah, I know how to do it. Good news. Then the Federation has withdrawn. We monitored the evacuation of three vessels several hours ago. When I announced that we've secured the station, it will certainly impact. Minister, I urge caution. The battle for this station hasn't even begun yet. You expect the enemy to return, General? I'm not convinced they ever left. The internal security net has been sabotaged. We have no way of tracking the movements of anyone on board, which suggests... Board. Someone didn't want to be that easily found. Kira? Perhaps. She is unaccounted for. So too is Security Chief Odo. So too. So is Linalis. You're right. Linalis would have never abandoned Bajor. He must still be there. Let me re-emphasize that you were to take every necessary step to keep Linalis alive. Dead, he's a martyr. Alive, he seals our victory. So Understood. fucking controlled. He even does screen, good screen it? acting. That's a separate skill. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I was screen acting. View screen. View sc- we've seen people be terrible view screen oh. actors in this show. Like where it's like, oh, you're talking to the screen and then they see it on their station. And that's like a whole separate like ability. <laughs> 26 hours after, I'm sworn into office. It's his mark. I'll direct the Vedic Assembly so his to eyes are Together we will rebuild Bajor. This relationship is fantastic. And if he's not in any other episodes, that's a damn shame because it was so great that there's some weird sexual undertone and they're they, it's they're so they're both so evil and weird and great. Like so such great performances. The primary sensor array was sabotaged, sir. As soon as we tested it, the subnet shorted out. You can let your engineers play with the machines. I'm sending out search parties. Who's in charge here? Why does this guy have so much autonomy? Pete Hardy. The replicators crashed in 16 minutes. This left to last a while. 
Combat rations, Chief. Couldn't you have replicated something a little more palatable? You don't like combat? It feels like they've only been in there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Definitely. They should have just had lunch before. About <laughs> rations? A French onion soup would have really been nice. I'm with Cisco. Medical Fucking French onion soup. Rations. Timed release formula of all the nutrients. Ass. Oh, you're crazy. I love it. I always just request cheese. it. Yeah. It's like... Rather just, I'd rather just have cheese. No way, because I'd, I'd rather have cheese because now I, instead of je- instead of delicious cheese, I've got wet cheese. Well, this is the problem, and this is why I, what I ask for every single time, and I'm I'm rolling the dice a little bit, but I've almost never, it's almost never like what I say when I get my French onion soup is, hey, can you make the top really crispy? Can you have them like, basically, can you just tell them to go too far? Whatever they think is like, all right, this is what he means. Just go farther. And invariably, when they bring it back, it's still a little bit soggy unless they really are like, oh, okay, this guy really wants it crispy. Um, and when it's crispy, I think there's nothing better. I mean, there's there are things that are better, but it's fantastic. <laughs> and that's why you get it, Matt. They do when you want some crispy cheese over some from some uh, some oniony bread, <laughs> some soaked onions. Yeah. Unit to cargo base six. You know what to do. And let me re-emphasize. Oh yeah. I need to closest. Five-man unit is a- now. Is the wall there, or is he <laughs> pretending to be the wall? Oh, good question. And also, oh, that's such a weird thing. Does, I assumed he was phasing he- like Kitty Pride, but of course he can't. Where also does his com badge go? He can't, right? He can't like make himself microscopic, and or can he? Not that I know of. Right. <laughs> it's not, he's not like Ant-Man. Right. <laughs> I mean, although he does, we have seen him change mass and size. I feel like he has, he has, he gets through cracks and stuff pretty easily. It's a question is, can he actually just like make himself so small that he's, no, it, does, again, it doesn't add up. He must be pretending to be the wall. You're to totally the right. Edge. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Where is the cut badge? That's, where does it go? I guess it's Command in the middle. It's in the goop. Cargo deck. That person closest to me, Commander. Stand by, Doctor. Maybe we should send someone with a little more experience. Someone who can run the show, like Lee. Then that loser. Yeah, I need him here with us. Doctor, move your unit to cargo base six. You know what to do. And let me re-emphasize, use deadly force only if absolutely necessary. Aye, sir. We're on our way. Did you see he's got his phaser in his boot? Cool. Your unit to cargo base Gosh. six. You know what to do. And let me re-emphasize. Use deadly force only if absolutely necessary. Aye, sir. I like this away. this tone. On so Cisco. it's like so close to like he might accidentally shoot a phaser in his face. I guess that's true. Like it's the worst way I've ever seen anyone holstering a phaser. <laughs> Happy hunting. I think Quark should have gone with him. Yeah. Without navigational sensors. We'll have to fly by the seat of our pants. Great. Seat of the pants technology. You Starfleet types are too dependent on gadgets and gizmos. You lose your natural instincts for survival. My natural instincts for survival told me not to climb aboard this thing. I'd say they were functioning pretty well. I know the terrain of Bajor. We ought to be able to recognize a landing site by... What the hell was that? 
I have no idea none of the sensors are functioning. Someone's firing at us. Initiating evasive maneuvers. I'm reading the EM signature of an impulse engine. Let's see what we're dealing with. Um, I really like all this. I like them as a bickering, you know, cop duo. <laughs> sure, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that. I don't know if that's that's going to become a pattern. I love uh, the the direction for Dax as being someone who's kind of like withering and sarcastic and just like, what, what do you mean? What are we doing? Well, this is crazy. Like, this is a dumb idea. Like, I love that direction for her. I don't know if that's where you go. Thrusters. That even sinks up a little. If you consider two against one even. There is one problem. One. Guys flying those ships? Yeah. Used to be the guys flying these ships. That's great. Test the phaser banks. Full power. Good. This is great action right, movie writing. Phaser locks are dead. There's no way to aim. Sure there is. I know. I know. See the pants. With your eyes, Lieutenant, not your pants. Just point at them and fire. You fly, I'll shoot. Hang on. I like how it maneuvers, too, in this weird, jerky way. Really cool. I like how it's also, like, capable of atmospheric flight. Yeah. I think we found him. Thruster power's falling. Must yeah, be a great little, like, any- side quest game in a Star Trek game. Up here, one of the Ferengi's hollow suites. Try it. Use. It's clever that they trap these guys in the hollow suite. Yes, but also, what a dummy. <laughs> yes. Don't try it. It's overconfident. Get swimming in hubris. Oh no, the hollow suite people were fake. The walls of this room are starting to stretch. There's no way out. Visual joke, everybody. Go watch it. It's uh, 3131. And uh, you can see Andy's stretching room joke. (laughs) Thanks to the high angle that Reinhardt Colby decided to shoot it from. It's a reference. Now. (laughs) Um. I think yes that Frank Langella's character or Weber's character uh-huh. should have one somebody should have known they were coming from the Cardassians because it makes them even more detestable. I wondered do we know for sure that Frank Langella didn't cuz I sort of assumed he did. And he was just like, I don't care. I no, want to be I think in they just. I think in in in, in, in protecting the uh, the Bajorans. Yeah, I think in protecting the Bajorans, they made it so that he didn't, and that even even a Bajoran trying to coup the provisional government would not welcome the Cardassians back. I don't know. He seems pretty gross, but all right. But I want him to be, you know, grosser. Yeah. The Cardassians are using the Krasari to deliver the weapons to the Circle. That is a Federation lie. The I believe that he does way to Bajor. Once this evidence is presented, the coup will end. We 
don't want to fight you or hurt anyone. Your officers will be our guests for a while. I hope they won't mind Starfleet combat rations. Even though we think they're gross. Day, what the hell is going on? I was taken prisoner. The Federation is behind all this. This is a Cisco huge spoke. gaff. So, Commander. How are you beamed out? Anyone? No? Is anyone going to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know why they... I guess they just... They don't know that he's... He doesn't give a fuck that, that Steve... No, Mark they assume that every... Yeah, they assume that as soon as any Bajoran hears this... Right. They're going to be like, this is... I got to stop this from right. happening. But they play Stephen Weber as though he just didn't believe it. And I don't know why he would believe it. I, I feel like he just should have, gets, he just should have said there. it to this guy over the comms. I don't know if that would have, the idea is that that would have flushed out where they are, but. Yeah. Steve. The guy you already had the relationship I promise with. I have no intention of keeping. Grim. General, the security net is back online. Scan for the communication devices. Not picking up a thing, sir. Then they must be in the shielded location. The Cardassians use uranium composite to shield all the conduits. Then that's where we'll find Commander Sisko. It would be a lot more convincing if it comes from you. No. The evidence speaks for itself. You have to leave me. (laughs) The, The smoking gun physical evidence is so dumb to me. Why? I mean, it's, it's, it's just a MacGuffin. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But in like, in the age of Star Trek, the fact that you have to physically hand something to somebody That's is fair. fascinating to me. That is fair. I do love this scene also that it's like uh, fucking Dax isn't leaving her behind. I mean, you know, that's the right thing to do. It's fucking sweet. So many great, so many great friends, good friends. So many good friends on this, on this. Yeah, I like it. I'm starting to get into all the friendships. People talked about all the friendships, and I was always kind of like, I don't know, I'm not saying anything. I'm seeing a bunch of blandies. Well, they are. <laughs> I give so these bland. people ten blandies. <laughs> Would you rather follow a politician or Bajor's greatest war hero? I've done everything I can to help. I'd die for my people, but sure you would. Dying gets you off the hook. Question is, are you willing to live for your people? Live the role they want you to play? That's what they need from you right now. It's just such good writing. And it's such an interesting characterization. I wonder what this, this character and his struggle is based on. Like, it must be derived from some... Yeah, you know whatever book or character that's existed in the past because it's such a well-drawn well-thought-out idea of a guy who's a war hero who just fell into being a war hero then is a symbol to his people and is isn't trapped it, uh, doing it isn't it hang on harvey dent and dark knight no it's uh happened years later hang on hang on hang on well, I'll, I'll just finish my point while you're looking that up. That uh, it's, um, I just really like it, and I love Cisco putting a point on. It's like, yeah, I, I know you would find it easier to just run away from this, 
rather than play this part that you don't feel like is the real you, but the real challenge, like, or even die. You'd rather die than, than live this lie. But the real brave thing is to live the lie for your people. It's such a complex thought that it's like, yeah, that would be very painful to have to pretend to be this person if you were not one of these crazy politicians that their whole lives are about like, yeah, give me, let me play the lie. But they're like, no, I just want to be myself and be an authentic person. That would be uh, impossible. The man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, right, right. Legend make, that we can't. put that on my viewing list. I want to watch that again. Yeah. It's been a long time. Whatever. Been a long Go time. Ahead. Been a long time. Lonely, 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 lonely. She's fine. She's changing clothes. We gotta get the, to the orb is watching minister. her. The <laughs> I know, Lieutenant Dax told me. Oh, oh careful. Oh. Careful. You've just had a broken hip mended. <laughs> How long have I been here? <laughs> this is a weird scene. Six hours. Six hours. We have to get out of here. The Chamber of Ministers. Good, you're up. Here, put this on. Why are we... It's the only way we can get into the Chamber of Ministers. Members of religious orders are the only ones who can travel safely in the streets. Why does our hat look like the Australian's opera house? No, No, we have to go alone, Burrell. I can't be responsible for your safety. Of course you can't. But I can be responsible for yours. No. Please. Don't argue. Gotcha there. Uh, I gotta say, you guys all know me. You know uh, how I'm. Uh, I'm always looking for a romance uh, in the show when possibly there isn't one, or I'm. I'm can't wait for two characters to get together. I could not be less interested in these two. <laughs> New City. Uh, I think that's the that's sort of like the strength and weakness of Deep Space Nine. You ha- they like. It takes time, yeah, for all their characters to become interesting. Yeah, even these side characters. Like it'll take a few more episodes of that guy before we're like we actually have an opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Vedic Wen came hot out of the gate. That's true. That's true. Let's see her romance. Sadly, but she's taking no, Langella. She's no from. crazy kook, though. You know, once she hears that the Cardassians might be involved, she's like, uh, "I love that! I love that!" And do you think she's just like politically this doesn't make sense, or you think it's just like, no, that's not what she believes. She she she's against the Cardassians. She's for Bajor. That's how they've written it. There yeah, absolutely, could be the subtext there. Right, right. Of like, I'm gonna maneuver my way out of this right now. But that is also what I love about where this show is building to of like that people have different levels and they're not playing fast and loose with it thus far. You know, it's not like eh, we'll play this guy this way in this episode, and this this way in this episode. It's like, yeah, that makes sense with with what we know about Vedek Wynn that she would go, oh, this is a Cardassian plot. Then no, fuck all this. Mm-hmm. It's the airlock 14. There's loads of Let me see what's going on down there. Surveillance cameras have been sabotaged. How many of our men are stationed by that airlock? Four, sir. Security to General Krim. The enemy forces at airlock 14 have surrendered. We've taken several prisoners. Bring their leaders to me for questioning. Aye, sir.
Please don't resist, General. We don't wish to use deadly force. How did they sneak in? Do we know? My name is Lee Nollis. I mean, they seem to have control of the transporters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of me. Nope. Haven't heard of you. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm Lee Nellis. I don't want to be doing any of this. War hero. And I accidentally killed him. I am Major Kira Norris. He was and in his I come underwear. With proof it was weird. The Cardassians are behind Minister Jarl's attempt to take control of the government. Major Kira has long been an outspoken opponent of the provisional government of reason. Look at that outfit. So perfect. And now finally, of me. Oh God, I'm it's so to be good. Included, Major, but I have no intention of allowing you to disrupt the orderly transition of power with these wild charges. This is a manifest pad. From a Krasari vessel. I know he played Skeletor and he's been a lot of villains. I feel like they don't go to Frank Langella as one of the quintessential villains in giant movies as much as they should have. And I don't know, maybe that's, he's just like, I don't want to be in that anymore. I want to just. I think it was after Skeletor. He's like, man, I've already played it to the best, to the height of human ability. No one could do it more evil, right. man, than Skeletor. Skeletor. Skeletor is a superior performance to this. <laughs> no, this is the, this is fantastic. I think this is the crowning performance of his career. Gull, who transferred weapons to that ship. Those weapons were taken by the Krasari to the circle. Everybody check out a young, hot Frank Langell in 12 chairs. This cool. Yeah. will deliver Bajor back into the hands of its greatest enemies. Are you willing to live under Cardassian rule again? I assure you there's nothing to these accusations. Then you should have no objection to an inspection of this manifest minister. No, of course not. We'll adjourn for the time being. <laughs> he just, like, leaves, like, Poochie in the... <laughs> And let me say that I completely support this investigation and fully intend to cooperate. But I have to go to my home planet now. <laughs> You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> Goodbye forever. You deliberately withheld information that was to be communicated to me. I'm a minor character. Information regarding the Cardassians. Lies. That's all they were. We have been told Boy, the jail is in recess while evidence of Cardassian involvement is being examined. The circle is broken, Colonel. Wait, to say that, since I heard you guys I'm returning the to the surface immediately to consult with the ministers. I expect I will be asked to resign. I was a good character. Commander, Damn you. <laughs> since the provisional government has prevailed, I believe it is appropriate to return the command of this station to Starfleet. Well fought, sir. Um, so it's saying that maybe this is an obvious thing. Are a lot of these people in the circle? Did the circle take over? Is that what's happening? Or is it just like, is he implying that you were probably part of the circle to Stephen Weber? Uh, they're all part of the circle. They're all part of the circle. Okay, because they're supporting the circle concept in its or whatever takeover of the of the provisional government. Right. Okay. 
real in the line of fire moment. Love it. Oh, it was the same year. I wonder if it was influenced. I love, Must that, he, have been I love influenced. that he says. I love that he's yeah. so happily off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Another another assassination Odo didn't do shit for. Peace out. <laughs> Odo does not know how to stop an assassination. He'd find a way to make things better. Because he was a man who could do this. A great man. I wish I knew where we could find others like him. Maybe that priest I'm boning. There are heroes all over Bajor. I'm sitting with one. I'm sorry, I don't feel like celebrating tonight. Excuse me. I mean, like that, that he calls her hero. So can I ask you something? Sure. About Lee Nellis. Mm-hmm. Well, listening to Kara talk about all he was, all he did, all he was gonna do, she makes him sound like he was larger than life, like he was some kind of military genius. But the Lee Nellis I Chief, thought... Lee Nellis was the hero of the Bajoran resistance. He performed extraordinary acts of courage for his people and died for their freedom. That's how the history books on Beja will be written. And that's how I'll remember him when anybody asks. Yes, sir. Dax to Cisco. The Ganges has just docked at Pad C, Benjamin. Acknowledged. Excuse me, sir. So you can go fix the Ganges? You gotta greet his wife. Sorry, Keiko. Just, I have to was, fix the Ganges just, first. It's just Molly with a note. <laughs> Mommy left you. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, before we get to that, um, Leonalis is shot with a phaser. That's another person that they're not like. Well, he was only dead for ten minutes. We can fix. It's like Bashir's not great. Great at keeping people alive. Bashir get in there. I mean it's it's a it's a Bajoran whatever it is. <laughs> it's their special skill. Who knows? I also yeah, like maybe that they, maybe maybe they have uh, different kinds of weapons that the doctor doesn't really know how to <laughs> Well the, he should really up. he should get up to to speed on it. And then the last yes. thing is when uh, Lee Nellis dies, they do an old line uh, old school flat line sound. <laughs> like Dee! All right. <laughs> Well, that's that's very TOSy. Yeah, the med beds. Yeah. Um. Anyway, proceed. Get over that. Ah, yes. The old Most valuable NBC. cast member, crew member, station member. I'd say the strategy. It feels like there's a middle part where Cisco does some sort of bad strategizing but I guess he overall he does pretty well and he lands it with getting the information convincing Krem which is a big part of it however yeah but the biggest part is is Dax and right Kira so is it Dax or is it Dax who hotwires the thing and gets it running or is it and also shoots those planes and carries Kira out it's Dax I'm giving it to Dax 
Or is it okay. Kira? Because <laughs> Kira is the one who gives the speech in the end. Remember the point fives we could do? Yeah, we can. Kira index. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Here we go. How many Andy's does this episode get? I really like it a lot. I think the performances are fantastic. I think it's really complex storytelling. Um, I think there's some great little action scenes in it. I love the bickering cops of Kira and Dax. Uh, it's really sweet scenes. Is it... It's not like a, oh my God, this fucking episode, which is that's where you get into the nines and the tens for me. It's definitely an 8.5. Is it a nine? Hmm. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Give it a six. Oh. Yeah, and I'm not as enamored with it as you. Yeah. I also think it's a little underbaked. Oh, how so? In regards to the stuff on the station. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'd prefer we got to hear more, like, of the planning instead of just seeing it in action. Well, like, I'd like more of the diehard aspect of it. I would like more of that. Well, it's more of the... I would like them setting traps. I would like it be... I want it to be Starship Mine up there. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I a- want more traps than uh, than a fucking a wiggly tripwire that is my security officer. <laughs> right. Do you mean Enemy Which Mine? Is, or is there an episode called Starship Mine? <laughs> I mean Starship Mine. It's the one where Picard is alone on the ship. Oh, right, right, right. With his saddle. Got it. He has a crossbow from Worf's quarters. Yep. He also mixes up some pyrotechnics in sickbay. Yep. He really sets those traps, and we also get to see them, you know, sprung. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see on this one. Got it. Uh, I also would like repercussions mm-hmm. for Langella's character. Yeah. I would like more of a... a, a I think the episode needed to be like a half hour longer. Right. To get all the stuff in that I wanted to get in there. Right. Um, I didn't have it. And as a result, I, I was kind of like, I was bored by all the stuff on the station, which took up so much of the show that I can't, I can't, I'm going to have to give it a six. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to that, okay? I know a lot of you are like, Matt hates Deep Space Nine. <laughs> but I do for now. What are you going to do? Some, uh, some people are going to like, some people are not, you know, sometimes we're going to like them, sometimes we're not. I mean, I think you guys all know that I will be handing out many tens, probably more tens for Deep Space Nine than any other series. I am shocked that I am this on board as I am. Me too. And I've also been bored, obviously, by many I episodes, think your ceiling but... is now, like, you're going to be, like, it's going to be interesting to see when these other episodes come that, like... Yeah. That I'm going to have to uh, I'm gonna have to readjust, like, oh, that was an 8.5. Yeah, That's 12! Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. I'm really proud of us for getting through that together in under two hours. Yeah. Remarkable. 
Unexpected. It's engaged. 